0: Turn over to Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, For those who are... Uh, visiting here maybe here for the first time we've been doing a sermon series called Be Rich and we're studying out the book of Ephesians and just to give you a little bit of background Ephesians what we call Ephesians was a letter written to the church in Ephesus by the Christian leader at the time There, one of many Christian leaders at the time Uh, we call him Paul he's the apostle Paul there and so he wrote a letter to the church in Ephesus and that's why we call it Ephesians and uh, throughout the the uh through the the scriptures there in Ephesians, what, what's, there, there's an underlying theme there of being rich and the riches that we have in Christ, and so that's why we titled the sermon series, Be Rich. And so we've uh, went through verses 1 through 14 thoroughly uh, over the last couple of weeks here, and, and we've learned a lot here. We've learned how God is, is just awesome, and we are truly rich in how awesome God is, His plan, His love, and how many blessings we have ...in Christ when we are actually a follower of His and in His family. So we're going to uh, move forward here and, and study out the rest of the chapter here in verse 15. So let's go ahead and let's go there. Ephesians 1 verses 15 to 23. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus... ...and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you... ...remembering you in my prayers... That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he extended, I mean, exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body. The fullness of him who fills everything in every way we 'll stop right there there 's a lot of stuff in that passage there again we 're seeing what paul he 's writing here, and he had just finished talking about how great God is and the riches we have and he says because of that i i, I can 't stop thanking God and praying to God for you guys because of how rich you are and because of the faith i 've heard about you Now. Paul had been in Ephesus for years, but he 's been away from the church for a while, so he 's obviously hearing about the new converts and the faith and the great things that God is doing among them. And he can't help but pray for them continuously. And there's a number of things that we can learn here. And I just want to throw a couple of side notes out here real quickly before we talk about how knowledge is power here. But it's really cool because you see from Paul and the church there that despite the distance, because Paul, it, it, what we all believe at this time is, is actually in prison, despite the distance and the time away, you can see there's a connection with each other. Paul says, man, I I can't help but think about you. I'm sure he's thinking about the people that he knows, but he's also grateful for the people he doesn't know. And you see, there's a connection that you and I have in Christ with brothers and sisters who we never have met and never will meet until we have eternal life. And that's just kind of cool when you think about that. Like, wow, I feel connected to people who are fans of the things I'm a fan with, right? But not in the same way I feel connected to my brothers and sisters of Christ overseas. And that's so awesome that in Christ we can see again a rich, uh, one of the riches that we have is this connection with people which we never met, never probably will meet on earth, but we know we'll have eternal fellowship with in the days to come. We see a number of different things. We see the depth of his prayer. Did you see that in there? I mean, he's praying for a number of different things here. We'll look at that here in a second here. But the main thing that stands out to me is knowledge is power. You see, his prayer is so that they may know. He mentions it. My prayer is so that you may know. Knowing is important, isn't it? Knowing is important for us. I mean, knowing affects our attitudes. It affects our actions. Our knowledge is important, right? Like, think about it. In the morning, you want to know what the weather's like. You want to know what the traffic is like. Because if not, then you might take a different route. Uh-oh, I better hurry up and and, and I better start moving here and get on this road here, right? We want to know what the weather's like, what to wear. Man, should I wear this? Oh, it's going to rain. Probably going out in the tank top and shorts is not going to work today. I know some of us do that, but for most of us, probably not. We're in school. We want to know, when is the paper due? What's going to be on the test? That affects us, Right? We want to know if our efforts will really be rewarded. We want to know if we are appreciated. We want to know how our friends or our family are doing. We want to know if we have what it takes. We want to know how our loved ones feel about us. Knowledge is important, isn't it? And we see here that knowledge is power. Let's break it down a little bit more. Let's look at verse 17 again here. you guys with me here? All right. It says, I keep asking, verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. The prayer, first and foremost, is so that they, and this includes us, would know God better. May know him. Now, it's interesting because it doesn't say so that you may know more about God. It says, so that you may know him better. There's a difference between knowing about something and knowing someone, right? Right. I grew up a huge Michael Jordan fan. Across my walls in my room were filled with posters. And about 85% of them were Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan had a lot of videos that came out, like, come fly with me and all these other videos. I had all those videos. I had a bunch of Michael Jordan basketball cards. I used to beg my mom to give me Michael Jordan shoes. I would get into Michael Jordan arguments. I mean, I, I just, I was a huge fan with Michael Jordan. And I still get into Michael Jordan arguments for those who think Kobe might actually be somewhat close to him. I, I argue that. And so, I know a lot about Michael Jordan. And growing up, I knew even more. I, I knew his stats. I mean, people would say stuff, oh, Michael Jordan averaged 34 points that year. Six rebounds, six assists, top that. I knew Michael Jordan. I knew, I knew that you know his story from high school and junior high. You know, I think I knew how many brothers and sisters he had. I just knew a lot of stuff. I know I was a little crazy, but that was a lot of us in the 80s there. I knew a lot about Michael Jordan, but if you ask me, Hey, well, what's Michael Jordan like? I couldn't tell you anything. So I was like, what is, what is he really like? Why? Because I don't know Michael Jordan. I know a whole lot about Michael Jordan, but I don't know him. We don't have a relationship. Michael Jordan would walk it right now. He'd be like, "Who are you? I'm your biggest fan." You see, there's a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. What do you want? Do you want to know more about God, or do you want to know God? Do you want to have that relationship with Him? That understanding? That's deep, that's rich, that's fulfilling, that's intimate, that produces a change in your life. You see, this doesn't come from being shallow. And I just pray that you guys know a lot of scriptures. I pray that you guys go to church more. I pray that you guys will, 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 will know, you know, all kind of great theological debates. He says, no, I just want you to know God more want you to know Him. I have two daughters, a one-year-old and a three-year-old, Desiree and Sanaya. We call them baby doll and baby girl. Baby doll is the younger one. Baby girl is the older one. People always ask me, which one is this? All right. I know it's hard. I didn't, I didn't set you up for success there. But I, I love my kids, and it's really cool seeing them grow up. It's kind of scary. My oldest daughter, I'm like, man, she's growing up. This kind of scary. Like, slow down a second, Okay. But it's really exciting. And it's one of the things I'm looking forward to and I've appreciated over the last, especially several months, is her understanding is a lot more now than it was back before. You understand what I'm saying? We're now able to have better conversations. And she says some interesting things to me. (laughs) And so it's so great. And I'm looking forward, I'm like, wow, man, this is it. I can't wait to share about how me and her mother met. I can't wait to share with her, hey, how I proposed to her, and she can really understand it. What it was like, us in our dating relationship. What it was like in growing up in, 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 in our families. What it was like going to USC. Just, I just want to share so much. I want her to know me. I want her to be known by me. I don't want her to just go, oh, dad. Man, we're going to have that time again. You wanna you wanna share? Oh man. What, what time is it? I think I got a tennis practice to go to. You you know what I mean? I want her to look forward to that. I want us to connect. I want us to have the relationship. And I think God wants the same thing with us. I don't think he wants just an appointment relationship. I think he wants just a church relationship with us. He wants us to grow in our relationship. As time goes by, us knowing him grows. Our relationship deepens. Many of us who've been married, we know when we were dating, we 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 knew our, our boyfriend or girlfriend, but as time has went by, we now know them more. Get to the point you start finishing each other's sentences. I just love it. With me and Karina, you know, I have a reputation that I'm I'm a selective eater. Some would call that picky, but no, it's called being selective. And so it's great because when we go places, you know, Karina's like, oh, he won't eat that. And so people ask me, hey, Marcia, you want this? I go, uh, what is it? I go, ask Karina. She can tell you. And she's dead on. She's like, no, he won't eat that. Oh, that he'll eat. Yeah, yeah, that works. So if you want to have me on for dinner, ask Karina first, all right? But we deepen. We know each other. God doesn't want you to know about him. He wants you to know him. Deep, rich relationship. And this happens over time, but it must be a two-way street, right? I can do as much as I want for my daughters and try to invest in them. But if they don't reciprocate, then we're going to have a hard time really growing. God is doing all that he can, and I think he does it constantly, daily, reaching out to us. We have to reciprocate. And go after him in knowing him more. I think if we pray to know God more, that can change really probably every aspect of our life, especially spiritual things. Think about it. If we were praying and we really desire to know God more, will that affect our prayer life? It will. Instead of us viewing prayer as something that I have to do, something I better do, it's the right thing to do. Hey, I'm not praying for those different. I'm praying to actually know God. Hey, God, I'm coming to you because I want to know about you. I want us to build. I want to talk to you. I want us to spend time together. It'll affect the way we read our Bibles. Instead of trying to just know what the Scripture says, we'll want to know the author behind the Scriptures. There's a difference between knowing the Scriptures and knowing the author of the Scriptures. Knowing the God who inspired his word. We'll read it going, wow, God, you're speaking to me. What it is that you want me to learn right now. I think it will affect our attitude about church service. Instead of, well, this is kind of what I do with Sunday morning. No, I'm coming with my family to interact with my father in heaven. I'm coming to know him more. Think that might affect even my singing. And John did a great job of leading that song, but I'll be into it regardless if he does a great job. I'll even come early. Why? Because I'm excited about what's going to happen. I'm excited about meeting with our God in this special way we call worship service. It will probably even affect our evangelism. I'm not just reaching out to Recruit some new people so that they can have their lives changed. That, that's great. But what? I, I know God. I want them to know God the way I do. I want people to know Him. And not just meet Him and, and, and repent and get baptized, but actually grow in their understanding of Him and, and build a strong, devoted relationship with Him. If we pray. And we have a desire to know God more. Again, I think it will change our lives. Knowledge is power. Look at verse 18. You guys still with me here? Amen. Don't get quiet on me now. Verse 18, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. In order that you may know, there you go, the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. The prayer is so that we know the hope we have. I don't know all that this entails, but it seems like the riches that we have now and the riches that we will uh, uh, gain in the future. The riches, not just material riches, but we're talking the rich rich in spirituality. The riches that we have in depth in our walk with God and our relationship, relationship with each other. You see, it says that your hearts may be enlightened. Again, not just head knowledge. Paul's prayer for the church is not again so that you guys just know about all these these riches and all these great things that you have in Christ. I pray that in your hearts you may see and know all that you have in Christ. It reminds us of Proverbs 4 verse 23 where it says, Guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. God wants us to get it at a heart level. Not just an intellectual level, what we have. He wants our hearts to be stirred. 2 uh, Chronicles 16, verse 9, talk about God searches, looking for people whose hearts are fully committed to Him. Prayer, that we may know the hope we have. The riches that we can attest to. Now, I mean, Eric shared about it earlier, right? He's like, man, I, I, I just got it all. He did mean physically, like he just... You know, uh, uh, a filthy rich or anything like that. That's not what he's talking about, just in case anybody got that confused. But he understands he is rich beyond measure, beyond comprehension, in a spiritual way, in an emotional way. The prayer here is so that every one of us may know in our hearts, our hearts are opened up, it sees it clearly. While we are blessed, right now and in the age to come. Look at verse 19 here. It says, And his incomparably great power for us who believe. The prayer to know the power of God. Not just know the power of God from past stories in the Bible, but actually from personal experience. Knowing God, not just what we hear in the Bible, but knowing God's power in our lives today. And what does he point toward? He points to the cross and the resurrection. And it's always good to go back to Jesus and the cross and the resurrection. That's what our whole faith is built on. is Jesus' death and resurrection there. But he points to the power. He says, let, let, let's read it here. He says in verse 19 that that power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that could be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. He says, guys, this thing is powerful. Jesus resurrected. Jesus resurrected this is the power of God now I know in here most of us we believe that and we're very familiar with this topic of Jesus resurrected but think about this again I I want you to to, to step back and let's ponder on this Jesus raised from the dead he was dead you with me Three days later, he got up, walked around, and asked for some fish and ate fish. He was dead and raised again. He was dead and was raised again. Think about this again. See, we get numb to this. I, I, I know this, especially those of us who grew up in church. Yeah, yeah I've heard this, but, but so so it, we get a little desensitized to it. God's power is displayed in the resurrection. We've all been to funerals. If you were to see somebody get up from that coffin and be like, "Let's go grab something to eat." You be it all. I mean, that's powerful. This is crazy. Guys, this is what happened. Almost 2,000 years ago, Jesus rose from the dead. This is the power of God. The prayer is so that we know God's power. That power which raised Christ, we want to know it in our lives today. And we can know that power. Because here's the thing, and this is this is really cool. Look, look, Look again at verse 19. He says, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. This great power is for us. Who believe if you are a child of God, you have repented, been baptized, you are a follower of Jesus, which we call a disciple of Christ. That's what it says in the scriptures there. You are a disciple of Jesus. Then the spirit of God lives in you. The spirit that raised Christ from the dead somehow indwells within you and I. Look at second Timothy verse one. Look what it says there real quickly here. You guys don't believe me here. I know some of y'all looking at it like he crazy. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. I think it's on the screen. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of what? Power. Of love and of self discipline. A spirit of power. The same power that God used to raise Christ is available for you and me in our lives today. Wow. A dead man rising. That power which God exerted in Christ, He says, is now for us. Do you use that power? Do you believe in this power of God? I know someone say, Yeah, I try, but I'm discouraged. I used to believe in the power of God that God can do anything. But as time has went on, I, I, I don't feel the same way. You might not verbalize that, but in your hearts or maybe to yourselves, you said that. I said that. And so we're discouraged. so as we read this, we're a little skeptical, kind of like doubting Thomas. We're a little skeptical. Oh, I don't know. I, I have to see it again. I want to encourage you to believe again. Me and my wife, we, uh, when we had our first daughter, we, we moved uh, uh, into the uh, place that we live now. And it's a really old house. I mean, it was like 20s or 30s or something like that, which we were, uh, it was made there. And so our door, our front door is really old. And those who have been to our place, you can tell you, like, it's a little weird, it's a little old. Uh, and so we tried to change the doorknobs. But the door is so old that there's no locksmith that has a door uh, knob that will work for it. I went to, like, specialty store, and they're like, oh, I've never seen this before. I'm like, what in the world? How old is this thing? Where is this thing from? Ethiopia? I mean, what, what's going on? And so there's, there's no, I have to, like, change the complete door, or completely restructure the door, and I'm like, man, forget it. We'll just keep this, this doorknob, okay? And so one day, something happened. I don't know if it was me or who it was, but something broke. And it's like, uh-oh, and we couldn't open the door. He's like, man, this is kind of bad. We can't get through our front door. It's going to look a little awkward to the neighbors as we keep walking around the back to go into our house. So I said, oh, man, so I'm trying to fix it. And uh, those who know me, I'm kind of a manly man, but when it comes to that type of stuff, uh, I'm not necessarily a manly man. So um, so I go over there, and I'm, I'm trying to work on I got screwdrivers, and, and I got all kinds of stuff. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to fix stuff, and I think I'm making it worse. And uh, some of Korean's family came over, and all three of us. And these guys are tall. They're like 6'4". You know, they got a little size on them. We're all trying to work on this thing. And after about 45 minutes, yeah, I don't think we did anything. And uh, Danny Rayner came over, and he's like, hey, man, I, I, you know, let me, let me try it. I'm like, man, don't. Don't even try. He's like, no, no, give me a screwdriver. Man, just stop, man. Now, don't worry about it, man. It, it ain't going to work, man. He's like, you sure? Yeah, yeah, man. Just, just stop. Okay. So he stops. My father-in-law comes over one day, takes uh, takes my, my wife out to eat. He's like, hey, what's going on with the door? What's up with this? You guys can't live like this. I'm like, yeah, I know. We're going to have to figure something out. He goes, oh, let me try it. No, no, don't even try it, man. It's, it's pointless, man. I mean, we I, You had your family over. They couldn't do it. And, and so I leave. I decide I, I had to go somewhere. I come back and, and I go to the door and uh, I open the door. <laughs> this thing is this working. Karina, what happened? My dad, he fixed it. He fixed it. How did he fix it? Because I don't know, but he did something. He got a screwdriver and he fixed it. <laughs> what in the world? I said, but I tried. and I got other people and I tried. And, 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 and he just knew what to do. He had the power for it. I think spiritually, we we can be discouraged. No, 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 no. Don't even try. I don't even need help. No, no, that's okay. Oh, man, God can't change me and all these different things. But the Father, He has the power to do it. He has the power to transform us, to change us. We have to believe again. And the good thing is He's not a father-in-law. He's our Father in heaven. And he wants to change our lives. We have to call again on him to help us. If God can raise Jesus from the dead, I think he can help you and me change. I, I just think so. Raise a, a dead man, help me change in my character. I, I, th- I think this one's a little harder. I think he can help you and I in our finances, I think he can help you and me in our purity. I think He can help you and me in our discipline. I think He can help you and me in our schoolwork. I think He can help you and me in our relationships. I think He can actually help us change in our character as well. If God raised Jesus from the dead, He can transform you and me. He can help some of our family members become true Christians. He can have an impact through us at our workplace or at our schools. He can transform our marriages, our relationships with our family. You see, we have to know God because then the knowledge is powerful. Knowing about God won't cut it. Knowing God, that's when the power will come. So then what should we do? Well, I I think there's a number of things. I know what I'm inspired to do is I I just want to get closer to God. I, I just want to get closer to God. I feel like I need to pray more. I need to get more vulnerable in my prayer life. I need to seek to know him and not just do my Christian duty. Do you understand what I'm saying? I need to go after him and not just knowing about him, but knowing him, building the intimacy, which is tangible in my life. I need to read my Bible in a different way. I, I need to go about it going, God, okay, I want to know you in this. Not, not just, I don't want to just know the passages. I don't want to just memorize the verses. I want to know you in your heart, your character. I know for me, I'm just, I, I feel like what, what I need to do is start praying the same thing that Paul prayed for myself and everybody else. I mean, what a rich, deep prayer. And we know Paul's inspired by the Holy Spirit and giving us the scriptures here. But man, he must have had a close walk with God. Do you agree? I mean, I, I pray a lot for myself and, and for everybody in here as well, in general, and a number of people by, by name here, but my prayers don't look like Ephesians 1. Can I just be honest with you, uh, a lot of times, especially when I'm praying for folks, oh man, I, God, I just pray that so-and-so comes today. Uh, God, can you just just help them to get it? Uh, God, you know, hey, they're, they're looking for a job. Can you, can you help them with the job? And my prayers, And God, I hope that you enlighten their hearts. So that they may know you. I mean, I don't pray like that. Maybe you guys do. I'm the unspiritual one and that's fine. But man, I want to pray like this. And I started this week after studying this. I want to pray like this. I want to pray for depth of the heart for me and for others. Not just the quick fix. Not just the the obvious thing. But so that the heart may be transformed and we'll see ourselves grow. You, You guys with me here? Again, not just for myself, but for those around me, for my kids, for my wife, for the ministry, for the church at home, for my brothers and sisters worldwide, for the situation going on in the Ukraine, all these different things. I want to pray deeper like that. I know I need to know God more, and that will produce that as well. I believe that God can change us. I think that's something that we just got to remember the power of God. It's hard because we have those disappointments just kind of irking at us right I mean it's just, just right there like we'll remember this remember How do we got to go back and get to the resurrection Go back to the resurrection. if God can raise Jesus from the dead, he can answer this prayer he can change the situation, remind ourselves of God's power and I think I feel like, man, it might be cool for me to memorize just that part of the verse right there. Hey, God, I just want to know the power that is for us. Memorize that. And as I go through the days, I'm tempted to, to, to be doubting Thomas and, 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 and doubt God's power. To have that verse come into my mind and remind me, okay, the power is available. It's there. He's working. He wants to do something. So let's go ahead and get practical. Can we, can we do a little practical stuff here? All right, let's get let's get practical here. Here are some practical things we could do here. Okay, number one, I, I say pray this prayer, this Ephesians one prayer for yourself and others. Just try it this week. And I'm not saying you have to pray it verbatim, but I'm talking about this kind of guideline, okay? Praying for a little more depth in here and praying this prayer this week for yourself, for maybe your small group that you're a part of, for your family, for your ministry, whoever, just praying this for yourself and for others. Second thing we could do this week here is pick an area of life that you want to change the most you want to see the most change. Just one. Don't pick four or five. Just, just, just one. Okay? My experience is when you focus on one, you, you can actually move on to two once you grow on one. Okay? So pick one area. But here's the big thing. Three, pray daily for God's power in this situation. A lot of times we pray, right? God, help me to do this. But pray for God's power to move. God, you said this power is for us. You said it. And I know you're a God of your word. God, reveal yourself. Please come through right now. And I think we're going to see miracles before our very eyes. Maybe not even the way in which we envision, maybe in a deeper and better way. Just try this out this week. I've been doing it. And, And it's helped me in my walk with God, it's helped me in my vision for people. And I'm seeing the fruit and I want to continue with it. Knowledge is power, it's not about knowing about God. It's about knowing God, knowing the hope that we have in Christ, knowing God's power is for us. The more we know God, the more we'll see the power in our lives. Let's get closer to God. Let's pray like Paul did. Let's believe that God has the ability, desire and will to make changes. Let's close out in Ephesians chapter 1 where we started off. You guys with me here? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, And every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Brothers and sisters, knowledge is power. Amen.